You are listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. Hi, Spots and Cheap Pops! Thank you so much for joining us once again, everybody. This is Silicon Steve Alley, and we're going to continue our conversation with my partner in crime and the love of my wrestling life, Vlad the Impaler, as we go into AEW. Hopefully you listened to our previous episode where we talked about Black Thursday and all the WWE releases. Now here we're going to get into AEW and everything that's happening uh, in the world of professional wrestling in terms of the Turner Broadcasting Systems. And so here's a conversation Vlad and I had about some of the ongoings over the last week in AEW. Please check it out. And please, folks, like and subscribe, whether you're on YouTube, whether you're on Spotify. We're trying to make this happen. We're going to make it happen. And you guys are on the ground floor. So we want to thank all the high spots and cheap poppers that are out there. So... So we take it to part two of this week's episode, long-form episode of High Spots and G-Pops, and we talk AEW with myself and Vlad the Impaler. And not the best audio this week, folks. We do apologize, but we will be back to normal next week. Thank you so very much, and we'll see you guys soon. Don't forget to like our YouTube page. Main event news in AEW, and a lot of crazy things happening in AEW. We'll only touch on a few things. We'll have our, our Dynamite report. You can check that out on YouTube and on Spotify on the previous show. Um, but let's talk about the first thing I talk about Impaler, Cody Rhodes, everything going on between he, Malachi Black, Andrade, now Tully FTR, and Arn Anderson. What is going on with this storyline, which all of a sudden is becoming extraordinarily interesting? Uh, that's a great question because it just you have such strange bedfellows, dare I say, with going on in this feud. Like, A, Andrade with Alistair, with uh, Malachi Black. Then them feuding with Cody and Pac, which is kind of a weird alliance all of a sudden. And then, you know, as we saw at the end of Dynamite, towards the end of Dynamite, during Andrade's match with Cody, all of a sudden, who comes to help uh, Andrade was none other than FTR, who was who were hiding beneath the ring and went and got involved in a match, hit Cody with their belts, knocked him out. Andrade with the hammerlock DDT, one, two, three. And then Tully Blanchard comes out, and they're celebrating over Cody's body, pretty much, right? And uh, they're kind of getting their shots in, and they're sort of all working in cahoots. And this is like almost a slight celebration. And then all of a sudden, Arn comes in there, and he and Tully have a moment there facing off. But what's really intriguing to me is that you never see Arn go and swing at anybody that was in that ring that was above Cody. That to me was a little bit of a telltale sign. So something's yeah. definitely in the works there to me. Well, I have a couple yeah. thoughts. That's what I, yeah, and I was going to ask you any thoughts that you had about that because that's one of the things that I drew from it, just weird alliances going on, and that's what I saw breaking down with that match. And just, I'd love to hear what you think about it. Well, there are a lot of moving pieces here, folks. And let the Silicon, the one from the Silicon area, from Silicon Valley, 
let me explain to you a couple things that I noticed. And I don't know. I, here, here's the one thing I do know. These bedfellows don't make a shitload of sense. Andrade and FTR doesn't really make much sense. Pack and Cody doesn't make much sense. And but let's first go back to last. I think last week, the week before, when they originally got FTR, I think it was two weeks ago. And MJF said, "Quote: This was a one-time deal. Getting FTR to help you." A one, he specifically said a one-time deal. Put that on the shelf for now. Yeah. Put that on the shelf. This was the second time it happened. Now that can easily be explained. And just say, hey man, I need more dinero. Then that happens. What happened? But this is the first thing I want to bring up. Earlier in the night, Malachi Black cuts another promo on Rhodes, and his promos have been brilliant, by the way. And always brings in something biblical. Always brings in some kind of story. And he reckons back to an old school stories of Julius Caesar. And he says, it wasn't just Marco that betrayed Caesar. Or was it Marcus? Marcus, I believe. Yeah, Marcus. Yeah. It's been a long time. Junior year was a while ago. Uh, Of high school. And that tells me somebody is betraying Cody. And it's going to be either Arn or theirs is my dark horse, which I'm not sure about, is Brandy. Now, my original think is I'm with you, it's Arn. And then you start going in the direction of what's going on with the four horsemen. Because don't forget Arn, when Alistair Black, I'm sorry, Malachi Black showed up, Arn Anderson was about to make a monster announcement. What was that announcement? We never found out what that announcement was. Never. And it wasn't a it wasn't a sad announcement. He's like, all right, so I guess we we'll just get right to it. And the lights go out. So he was gonna sit down something very exciting. We know he copyrighted the four horses. I don't want to start starting rumors, but it was very interesting to me. And also, if you saw FTR's reaction with Arn Anderson in the ring, they were a little apprehensive. They were like, don't do it. Please don't do it. Yep. Now, that could all be a work because, as you said, nobody attacked him. And there was this cool moment they recreated with two legends, two WWE Hall of Famers because of the work they did together. Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. Brainbusters, whatever you – obviously yep. two pillars of the four horsemen. So those things I noticed. So Arn Anderson is one way to go, but Brandy's interesting, and the reason I bring up Brandy is I've been watching. And I could be full of shit. I have no idea. But I'm watching. I watched one episode of Rose to the Top, and it was the very last episode where Cody was literally, I guess, shoot was thinking of stepping away. And but in that episode also, Brandy was suggesting she should come back as a heel when she comes back after having the baby. Cody's like, no, work your way from the bottom. As a baby face, the fans will respect you. She says, no, they want to boo me. They don't like me. They, they want to hate me. And I'm okay with that. I want to be booed. I want to be at the top. And when Brandy came back her first time back in New York City, she came out through the heel tunnel. So those things tell me Brandy's a possibility. But I think Brandy and, and Cody's character on screen, not just off screen, but is their bond that they have each other's back to the end. So I that's why I doubt it'll be Brandy, but those are just things that I brought up. But 
other than that, I am with you. Our, this is, uh, can we see a reformation with the four horsemen? Ric Flair, since he hasn't been officially canceled, we found out. Not canceled. Right. He just needs to lay low for a couple months. <laughs> he, he, over. He, he was put on the, uh, he was put on the Sammy Guevara. Andrade is obviously very close to Ric Flair. Ric Flair's already worked with Andrade down in Mexico. Tully, Arn, Flair. I'm sure they can get Barry fucking Windham to come back really easily. And he lives in Florida. So it's not too hard to recreate the four horsemen. The question is, would the fourth horseman be Malachi Black? Are your four horsemen FTR, Andrade, and Malachi Black? I can't see that. It's crazy. It's a crazy four horsemen. I mean, it's and devastating. And I got to make a quick point about FTR here, man. They helped out Andrade more than they helped out MJF in that show. That Then now, let's go back to the shelf that I put down. MJF specifically said this was a one-shot deal. And this is why I know this story is great, folks. The, all these things that aren't making sense is going to make sense because look who you got involved. You got FTR involved. You have MJF involved. They're, and they're the fringe. You have Cody involved. And we see, and in the last nine months, notwithstanding, but Cody typically tells a great story. Malachi Black's involved, and he has a lot of control over his character. Malachi Black's not doing anything that's not building right now. That's my biggest reason why I think this is going to be great. And you also have Andrade. This is going, the imagination can run wild with this. This all of a sudden is going to take over as the major storyline once this Kenny and Hangman thing comes to it. This is going to be the major storyline. And it's, and the whole other dynamic is the crowd's still booing Cody a lot. He's so trying to be like their John Cena, man. But he's not getting cheered at all. Nobody likes him. He's actually, this past week, you did see a lot more cheers. Um, yeah, yeah. That promo that he cut a week ago was great. Oh, my God. Cody's has a plan of what he's going to do for his character. And like I said, all he's got to do is grab the mic, and they're going to fall in love. Yeah. He wasn't cutting promos. And every segment he was in seemed manufactured and almost WWS, but that ridiculous way in where Big Show couldn't figure out how to use the fucking scale. Should have got a digital one, Cody. Sorry. But I'm a showman. I'm funny. No big show. You're killing this fucking segment, Val. I guess it wasn't his fault. He didn't test it before. I don't know what happened with that. That was. And Cody apparently was with. And Cody apparently was whispering him his, his weight. 223. Say 223. Say 223. And Big Show. I don't know. It took him a while to say. That was a clip I saw. Crossroads as well, or Rose to the top. A lot of behind-the-scenes stuff in AEW. It's actually more, and I hate reality show, and I feel like it's like the biz, right? Yeah. But it's a lot better than that. It's not... Okay. It's not Cody going out of his way to be a goofy dad. Look at me! I'm wearing underwear in the middle of the ocean! I'm silly and silly! I'm the biz! Oh. Fucking dickhead. <laughs> I like the Miz. I shouldn't say that. I'm kidding. 
I'm kidding. He, he has earned my respect over the last several years. So the last year and a half, not If I didn't, yeah. if, if the previous couple years wasn't part of what the Miz was doing, and I just saw what he did recently, be, he sucks still, you know. But anywho, so that's where I'm at with the Cody. I, I don't know. I mean, I, there's a lot of moving pieces there. And the end, but the thing is, how do you turn them heal if they turn on MJF? MJF is the most hated human being on the face of the planet. That's what I don't get too. How do you do that? I, I don't know, man. And you know, I'm trying to make it make sense with the, um, you know, the whole interaction between Darby Allen and MJF and what MJF was saying to him um, it was pretty cutting. It was pretty honest too. It was like pretty cool. Um, it, I, I'm at a loss as to where they're going to go with all this because, as you make the point, MJF is definitely the most villainized, incredibly self-villainized talent that I've ever seen, probably. <laughs> and it's incredible. And how do you make him not? How do, how do you make him the guy? The guy that everybody likes? I think it's near impossible. I think you probably put it in a way where FTR just says, "Hey, it's just business," because I, that, that's going to be. And that's a whole other part. What MJF's doing right now, where his character's going, he's going to be the next champion after Tank. If you, I mean, he's already bringing up the world championship several times the last couple of weeks. Um, yes. And he's also brought up Adam Page. He's like, when I first won, who did I beat? Oh, yes, Adam Page. Hang hey, that, Adam Page. So MJF is already laying the groundwork for him to become the next AEW champion. And. Yeah. That is a hell of a first four champions, four or five champions, Jeff. I mean, at that point, you're having Jericho, which they needed. We obviously need to know why they picked Jericho at that time. He was the only guy. He was really the only guy that could be the champion out of the gate yeah. that they, at that present roster. And then you have Moxley brought during a really rough time. Moxley was an amazing champion. Then you have Kenny Omega having a phenomenal run as, as a world champion. Then you're going to have Hangman. I don't know how long his run's going to be. I, he might. He'll probably last to Revolution, but uh, I'd say by double or nothing, he's losing that title. But he's got to win it first. We'll see. Yep. So, but uh, a lot of crazy things happening. And uh, AEW is very interesting. But check us out on our Dynamite review. It's also going to be up on Spotify. And if it's not up now, it will be up shortly. And uh, what else we got going on in Taylor? What else do we got going on? Did you want to talk about John Moxley at all? We were able to, um, coming from an alcoholic perspective, I was able to kind of already comment on it. What, what are your thoughts on Mr. John Moxley and the journey that he's on right now? I just give him a ton of credit. He's doing the right thing. Hopefully he gets well soon and uh, he's happy and healthy and is around a long time for his wife and, and his uh, children. So best of luck to him, man. Bad motherfucker. Wild thing. Wild thing. All right, folks. Well, thank you so much for listening to High Spots and Cheap. I just want to thank Vince Russo for stopping by. And we want to thank uh, our, our songwriter, our song team, having their first opportunity to show what's going on today. We have so many moving pieces here in High Spots and Cheap Ops. Are you excited? Our followers are up on Twitter, up over 650 at the moment. And uh, as I said, our subscriber, our subscription is up the last 30 days, 1,800%. 1,800%, Mr. Valley. That's what happens when you only have one. 
So, but we're getting there, folks. Again, our official launch is going to be our official launch website and the whole thing, 2022. And if you guys are listening, please check out this, my show. We're going to have another show uh, launching on Jensen Broadcasting and Productions. We're having another show. The Silicon City Valley Show is opening and debuting just one week from uh, this, this past Thursday, so November 11th. This week is going to be – and so please like and subscribe, both YouTube channels. Like and subscribe. Everything High Spots and Cheap Pops is doing. Impaler, Head Writer, Head Impaler, Impaler of Heads. I thank you for your, I thank you for your evening tonight. And are you excited about the big surprise for High Spots and Cheap Pops that we're going to be getting? Hopefully in time for – do you really want to know what it is? Or you want to wait? Are, are we doing this in person or are you doing it tonight? I don't have it yet. It's ordered. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay, okay. Um, you can probably figure out what it is. I think if you think about it. It's definitely not something my wife will be happy about. That should be a good enough hit. I got you. <laughs> That's funny, man. So I have to hide it. I'm going to hide this from my wife. So she doesn't see it. Yeah, she's going to be pissed. I'll just tell her you paid for it. It wasn't expensive, though. It wasn't expensive. It wasn't. And I'm going to write it off. And and the silicon one is a brilliant man with taxes. I'm going to. By the way, why do I call myself the silicon one? Silicon's a place, idiot. What are you, made of the place? In many ways, I am. In many ways. Me and Silicon Valley go way back. All right, folks, we want to thank you guys. We want to thank I want to thank you guys for coming out. We're going to play you out here with a new song that I just wrote that we're putting together here at High Spots and Cheap Pops. And uh, we're just going to do a chorus. I'm doing the whole thing. I spend my life on trying just to get to WWE Signed a contract A long-term contract But I just got released I spent my life from trying just to get to WWE I signed a contract Signed a contract But I just got released And we are back! Welcome back to High Spots at Cheap Pops and this time it's just going to be Mr. Silicon Steve Alley by himself. As we go on to the goings on what happened on Friday evening, which just happened last night, we're talking about SmackDown. And I'm not going to talk about everything. We're just going to talk about Roman Reigns and what's going on with the Bloodline and the New Day. And we're going to talk about AEW, specifically CM Punk, Eddie Kingston. And within one week, they have already built one of the hottest angles in wrestling. And last night was a big, the biggest reason for it. So, and without further ado, we want to thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed the first half of this episode. And the audio wasn't great. Hopefully, this part of the show is going to be a little bit better for you. 
And I'm sure it is. Uh, so what we're going to talk right now is we're going to talk about Roman Reigns. Took the week off last week and he came out, kind of bragged about how the show wasn't good without him and everybody missed him, which is true. The show was not good last week. I, I've been very open about that. I thought it was a bad show. Uh, I didn't think one was any better, to be honest with you. Roman was there, but uh, I like he comes out and he's cutting promos and all that, but he brings up the fact that Jimmy Uso lost to King Xavier Woods last week on SmackDown. So Roman's trying to figure out, well, what happened? You, you embarrassed us. How are you going to fix it? So Jimmy says he's going to whatever. He's going to make him bow in front of the head of the table and all that. Uso's come out. They challenge King Xavier and Jimmy to a match tonight. That is That happened. Is set up Xavier and Jimmy Uso. And right now, if you could remember, part of the storyline here, if you remember when Jimmy Uso signed up with the bloodline, said, quote, I'm not going to be anybody's bitch. So he has been the one, not recently, but he had always been the one. What the fuck's going here? So he has always been the one. So he's the one guy who's not all in on Roman, but he also didn't battle Roman in hell and sell and didn't have that backstory because he was out with an injury. So Jimmy loses last week and Roman kind of puts a lot of pressure on him saying, don't embarrass the family. And the stipulation is that whoever loses has to if Jimmy Uso beats Xavier, Xavier will have to bet on bended knee, bend and bow in front of the head of the table, Roman Reigns. If Roman Reigns, I'm sorry, if Jimmy Uso loses to King Xavier, Jimmy Uso would have to bow to King Xavier. And I like this. It was very similar to the Junkyard Dog and King Harley race at WrestleMania 3, a match not many remember. Of course, that was full of shock, full of matches. But yes, Harley Race and Junkyard Dog and Harley Race is only WrestleMania match ever. Did you guys like that? A little history about King Harley Race? Well, he was the king. Time, anyway. So we get to the main event, and it was a really good match. They go through it. Again, they two of the best wrestlers in the WWE, so you knew it was going to be a good match. What you don't like is toward the end of the match, Jimmy Uso's distracted. And yes, folks, if you were wondering... Jimmy Uso had a roll-up pin. So we decided here on High Spots and Cheap Pops, we're going to have roll-up pin of the week. WWE uses roll-up pins often. So we're going to think, we're going to assume they use a roll-up pin, a distraction roll-up pin finish at least once a week. We're going to highlight all of them in that week, and we're going to pick the very best one. So this week, hands down, goes to Xavier Woods, Pinning Jimmy Uso, the main event is SmackDown. Distraction, roll up for the three. I don't know how creative Steck keeps with these cutting edge, monster, bona fide, hot shot angle and finishes to matches. It's amazing. So that frustrated me a little bit because I've seen that finish and I'm not exaggerating. I've seen that finish about 100 times last year from WWE. That's not an exaggeration. Go back and look. Seriously, go back and look. If I ever have the time and the inclination, I'm going to go back and count how many distraction roll-up pins there were. It's more commonplace than the DDT was 10 years ago. 
or a super kick is today. I'm exaggerating, but you get my point. So before Jimmy can do the honors and bow down to a new, the newly crowned Xavier Woods, the Roman comes out with a Superman punch, and the bloodline then beats down all both New Day, Knight, Kofi Kingston, Triple K. I'm glad I said it that way. That would be ironic. Triple K, Knight, Kofi Kingston, and, of course, King Xavier Woods, two of the very best wrestlers in WWE right now. So I'm I'm into the fact that they're going to be in the NFC. So it seems that, in my opinion, it looks like King Woods is going to get his time to shine, and he might. And hopefully, King Woods gets his very first singles main event match on a pay per view. I think it's going to happen, and it couldn't happen to a better human being. So that's exciting. But the finish. Other things that happened on SmackDown, you can certainly check it out. Uh, but we're just going to talk about the Roman thing today. They did. I did want to bring up though when Paul Heyman. A couple of things that I loved about Paul Heyman. First of all, when Paul Heyman first gives, I believe Roman Reigns either the microphone or the, I think it was the microphone or the belt, but I'm pretty sure it was the microphone, and he just looked at him like, like here you go, my tribal chief. And he's just like. So you can tell Roman thinks he's full of shit. And Brock kind of did too when he, he was with him. So you're still dangling that what side is Hammond on. And now they can kind of push that on pause. Maybe Brock goes over and battles Lashley. And then Brock will come back in time for WrestleMania for Roman. But it was just kind of funny. Roman was like, and he just goes on with his business. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up is when... <laughs> Roman was asking for the microphone, and I believe it was Jimmy who didn't know how to give him the microphone. He was like, what do I do? He's like, give him the microphone. He's a tribal chief. Come on, he's a tribal chief. What are you doing? It's all right. Just give him a microphone. And so Heyman has still been brilliant this entire time. So you got to give the respect to one or one A, whoever you want to put it. It's either Bobby Heenan or Paul Heyman. I could go either way on it. That's how both. Those are the two. Those are one or one A for me. Uh, Jim Cornette distant third. And then, you know, you can start talking about Jimmy Hart, J.J. Dillon, and all the rest. But uh, Paul Heyman's doing some of his best work right now as a character, and, and you got to love to see that. When you see, when you can legitimately sit back and say, this is one of the best to have ever done what he does. He is undoubtedly, kind of like when you look, used to look at Mariano Rivera with the Yankees. You knew when he was stepping on the field that he was the very best, or at least one of the best, I think Mariano's, considered the best, but he was one of the top one or two people of all time to do what they do. So Paul Heyman's still in very good shape. He's much fatter than he used to be, but, <laughs> but so aren't we all, um, you know, Paul Heyman's still doing some just hall of fame caliber work and it's amazing to see. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Paul Heyman in that aspect. He is making, I, I don't think Roman Reigns can do what he's doing without Paul Heyman. Roman Reigns is this entire presentation, and Paul Heyman is every bit of it as Roman Reigns is. In fact, I would go so far as to say Paul Heyman with Roman Reigns might be more important than Paul Heyman was with Brock Lesnar. I'm not sure yet. We'll have to see how this plays out. But I'm wondering if Roman can continue this character without Paul Heyman and would if it be as effective. So that's one thing I keep an eye on. So after the roll-up distraction win, pin, and the New Day getting beaten down, I switched over to TNT and Rampage. Really open, really good opening match. 
Um, we, I'm not going to get into the whole card, but we had Brian Danielson of Edge the Acclaimed. I would be remiss if I did not bring up the opening rap by one of my favorite up-and-comers in AEW, Max Platinum, Max Caster, one half of the Acclaimed. And I liked Anthony Bowens as well. And he said something to the effect of, you better not step to us, dog. Because if you, because I end careers more than your father-in-law. And he was saying that to Brian Danielson. And if you didn't know, and if you were living under a rock, his father-in-law is, hey, kid, sorry, it's a bunch of kissy thing. We gotta cut you. Best of luck on your future endeavors. Yes, Brian Danielson's father, in law, the Bella's daughters, which I didn't know until a couple of years ago, is actually John Laurinaitis. And John Laurinaitis is famous for being the one who makes those amazing phone calls firing people. How much of his soul do you think has been taken out of his life for doing that? And he's literally fired hundreds and hundreds of people in his life. Wow. Sorry, kid. Hey, buddy. Does he, does he get all sad? Hey, uh, yeah. I'm really sorry, Keith Lee. Yeah, you know, we just, it's a budget thing. We couldn't figure out what's going on with you. And we just we got to make cuts. But I'm 6'5", really athletic, and I have a ton of charisma. Yeah, I know. It's just a budget thing, man. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I wonder if he has 90 days or six, or if they screwed his up like Malachi Blacks. So... Wanted to give a heads up to Max Cast on that. And then finally, we wanted to talk about, and we have to talk about the promo CM Punk, Eddie Kingston. This was one of the most powerful segments in AEW history. And I say that because they went from mild disagreement to one of the hottest feuds in wrestling. And this segment did that. CM Punk comes out and CM Punk looked. Heel or babyface, CM Punk is a smug motherfucker. He knows it. That's part of who he is. Just ranched up a real lot. And as he said, it is kind of said, and he comes out and he at, begs Eddie Kingston to come out. And Eddie Kingston's music plays, does not come out. CM Punk keeps talking. Then Kingston comes out without music. So I like that because right there it shows you, okay, I'm Eddie Kingston. I'm going to be real here. This is not going to be your typical, I'm going to beat your ass promo, screw you promo. This is going to be real. And I had a feeling they were going to go that way with kind of building what they were doing with Brian Danielson into Eddie Kingston. Now, my opinion was you were going to get CM Punk and Eddie Kingston anyway, and you were going to get John Moxley and Brian Danielson. And my opinion then, and was still is now, if Moxley does not, uh, get her, get sick and or admit that he you know checked into the to, to get some help. I think you would have seen both Moxley and Eddie Kingston turn heel here. Obviously, Moxley instead of finishing a brave thing that he did, he instead of finishing that thing, he needed to do what's best for him and his family and his and the rest of his life. It's only an angle. He'll be back again for some more. He goes into his rehab program and now. Moxley's not going to come back as a heel. He's going to come back as a baby. So there's no way he comes back as a, as a heel unless they do it in such a way that's he would have to. I don't even know who you would do it to. It would be maybe Hangman would be the only guy. But do you have him come back as a heel after he comes back from this tough situation? I don't think you do. At least not right away. 
But anyways, they had to change it. You had to call it audible. So who do you do? You put Miro in with Danielson and Danielson is going to step away from that storyline with Moxley and Eddie Kingston completely. And now you're going to shift the focus of Eddie being a disappointment, Eddie being a bum, Eddie not working hard enough, kind of echoing what Brian Danielson said a week or two beforehand. All that serves to Eddie Kingston kind of getting ridiculed by these two straight edge guys who've busted their ass, who've made a vengeance. Oh, sorry, CM Punk. But Diane Danielson, who's made a vent at WrestleMania, CM Punk, who should have made a vent at WrestleMania. I mean, these are two of the biggest stars in wrestling in the last 15, 20 years. Even with CM Punk out for seven years. So my thought is that they're picking on Eddie. And for me, I'm empathetic to Eddie. Anybody who has daddy issues of disappointing people and making themselves, Eddie's a very sympathetic character. He deals with, you know, and look, he and I, I just stopped taking it, but I was on Zoloft for the last three years, and I took it several years ago for a while. So Eddie Kingston and I have a lot of similarities. I used to be a drinker. I'm still a fatty. So I relate a lot to Eddie Kingston here. But initially, the thing that resonated with me more than anything was when CM Punk, his babyface good guy, went off on Eddie Kingston and he called him a bum. And I, when I first, first time I watched it, I was like, whoa, he crossed the line. But I forgot that Eddie Kingston right before that called him a scumbag, phony. I mean, he went off. Scumbag, phony, narcissistic piece of trash. He called something like that. So Eddie Kingston came out swinging right away. CM Punk swung back. And these guys are hitting each other left and right with things that really hurt. You know, CM Punk standing for what he believes and saying, look, I'm not going to apologize for holding you to a standard 15 years ago, but I'll be a fool if I hold you to the same standard now because you're a bum. That was monster. And, and CM Punk got some boots. But then Eddie Kingston comes out. Not to be undone, he's like, I'm going to tell you something nobody else is going to tell you. Nobody wants you here. Nobody. I'm not, not all afraid to tell you. They want you to, you should leave. And then later, Eddie Kicks says, after I beat you, when they're when they're getting each other's face right when CM Punk was leaving, after I beat you, why don't you do us all a favor and quit another seven years? So there were some heavy-duty barbs of verbal abuse. Now, where do they go? I don't think – I think this was going into a heel turn for Kingsley for uh, Kingston and Moxley. Now that this happened, I think what you're going to see with CM Punk and Eddie Kingston, I think you're going to see two people re who really hate each other but at the end of the day are going to find respect. And at the end of the day, they're both going to leave uh, baby faces. Don't forget, Eddie Kingston did not shake Daniel Bryan Danielson's hand. If Eddie Kingston shakes CM Punk's hand, because don't forget, he also said CM Punk was one of his heroes. So, again, anybody with a dad issue can relate to what Eddie Kingston is doing right now. Anybody. He's not perfect. He's made mistakes. He likes to eat. He's on the Zoloft. He's got a mental issue. Just had, co you know, Eddie Kingston is a very sympathetic character. CM Punk is sympathetic in that he, again, he... I, I, as I'm going to write in my book, in the book that I'm writing, he, he kind of started this revolution that we're seeing with AEW. If that pipe bomb and, and he doesn't do the things that he did in 2011, you can make the argument wrestling that AEW never, never would be, be around. You really could. 
but it was absolutely, I encourage everybody to go back to YouTube and listen to it. Eddie Kingston basically saying what you didn't like me because I didn't suck up to the booker. You didn't like me because I'm not two faced. You didn't like me because I didn't play ball. You didn't like me because I buried other people to get myself over. Like he really threw a lot of barbs that probably a lot of people thought about CM Punk 15 years ago. If I knew anything about CM Punk, Already Kingston, neither one of them are pissed off about this shit now. But this is a good way. This might be something that both of them felt. And they're like, hey, this is a great thing where we can play on the reality of it. And we can, and it was absolutely perfect. And it was real. It was genuine. And that's what you get in AEW consistently, where you don't get anywhere else in professional wrestling. It's just that simple, folks. Or and I'm including the land of sports entertainment as well. And that's why so many people are passionate about AEW. Yeah, there's a lot more people watching WWE. But if you watch Impact, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If you watch SmackDown and then you switch over to Rampage, I mean, they have Roman Reigns out there and the crowd's not even going that crazy. I mean, this is your biggest star. And they're kind of like, kind of booing. But I was really surprised that Roman wasn't getting bigger reactions with the crowd. I'm telling you, folks, Roman might be the luster's starting to, he's still shiny and it's still good, but we'll see how this, this, this program with, with uh, Xavier Woods goes. I think it's going to be great, but we know Xavier's not beat. Xavier's not the one to beat Roman. We know that's going to happen. Neither's Brock. I don't know who's going to beat Roman yet. There's still, it's still, I mean, unless it's like a bullshit title reign where Roman loses it for like a week and gives it back. But I, this is one of the few times where Brock didn't deserve to have it as long as he did because he didn't put the work in for him. Roman's doing the work. He's the best thing going in the company. He has been for well over a year. There's nobody who should take this title from him yet. Nobody. Not even Drew McIntyre. I don't want to hear Drew McIntyre. He's not. Drew McIntyre had his chance. He, as champion, he can't do it, Roman. So he shouldn't have the chance. No one right now should take the title off of Roman for any substantial time. Roman could even lose it, but there is no way he should lose it for any significant amount of time because nobody is on his level in that company. At least they're not booked on his level. That's a very important distinction. Nobody is booked on the level of Roman Reigns. He is easily the best character. He's the best show. And it's not close. And if you're a good company, you want a one and a one A at least. You know, Hogan had Piper, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Rock Stone Cold, you know, Cena Orton, if you want to count that. There's nobody in room, or, or, you know, or Cena whoever, Cena Rock, right? They don't have, they don't have a major, major, unless you want to count Brock, but Brock's not there every week. It's not the same thing. They don't have a monster rivalry for Roman Reigns right now. And if it is, it's guys who are in their 40s who are just novelty acts. Not that Brock's a novelty act, but, you know, I mean, look at look who the biggest feuds he's had, folks. Brian Danielson, Edge, Brock Lesnar. You know, so um, I, I just don't, they're going to need, they're going to ride this Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar storyline out for, and they could probably ride out to WrestleMania. But after that, so, WWE is going to really need. They're gonna, once they're done with that storyline, they're going to have to figure out what they're going. What do you do with Roman after that? You string. How are you going to string your way all the way to the next WrestleMania in Rock? How are you going to do that? Does the Rock show up 
at a raw or something. I mean, I that's the end goal here. I could, I literally can see this is my early prediction until I see somebody. Roman Reigns will either have the title or lose it, win it back very quickly until after the next WrestleMania when he faces The Rock. Oh, he might even lose it previous to that WrestleMania, so it makes that a bigger story. What comes to mind would be either when Macho Man costs the Ultimate Warrior the title at Royal Rumble and then they set up for their retirement match. Rock could come in at the Royal Rumble. This is not this Royal Rumble. The following one, Rock could come out and cost Roman Reigns the title. And that sets up WrestleMania. And then you could have a, a universal match between whoever, whoever's hot at the time, whether it be Drew McIntyre or Riddle, for all we know. It's going to, you know, it's a year and a half away. So, but those are the things that are happening in professional wrestling after last night's two shows. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to High Spots and Cheap Pops. Please like and subscribe to us on Spotify. Like to us and subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit, the, hit that subscribe button for Christ's sake. I'm trying to put my baby girl through college. And I want to entertain the hell out of you guys. Leave some comments. Tell us what you think. What's the future for Roman Reigns over the next couple of years? What do you think is going to happen with Cody Rhodes? What do you think is going to happen, of course, with CM Punk and Eddie Kingston? I think they're both going to end with a baby face finish and they're going to shake hands and the Moxley story and turn will happen later down the road. But thank you so much for listening to us, folks. This is Silicon Steve Valley for High Spots. And she pops babies. Have the best weekend ever. Smoke your weed if you have to medicate. Take care of yourself. Take care of those. Make sure you know about those five values, folks. Love, gratitude, hard work, honesty, and my very favorite, kindness. So take care of yourselves, folks. Take care of each other. Here at the lesson. Thanks for listening to High Spots and She Pops. You've been listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. And don't forget... The Silicon Steve Alley Show debuts right here on Spotify on November 11th! Yay!
what people he's impacted, what his struggle has been. Is what I don't know how much we're going to get into with his wife. His wife kind of left him because he couldn't handle it. Um, but I don't know how much he wants to go into that. It's completely, this is this is his show. I'm just going to tell his story. He lives in uh, well, he's in the hospital. He's still in the, he's in uh, Riverview Hospital in Red Bank. So I was down. I was out in Jersey. I was actually out in Jersey. In fact, I'm I'm visiting him before I come to your house on Saturday. So, gotcha. Then we're doing our first like whatever. So, so yeah. What sort of cancer do you have? Spine, it's spine, spinal, spinal. Yeah, he's got cancer that got to his spine, parts of the spine. So he's already lost a lot of damage. This dude was like six to two hundred eighty-five pounds of fucking muscle, like Brock Lesnar. He's like proportionate to Brock Lesnar. Couple, like a couple. Like in terms of like, yeah, same look, dude. You should see some pictures of this kid, Jack. And now he's like a big fat pig because he's got cancer. So I'm in better shape than he is now. So who can kick whose ass now? Would he appreciate that joke? I said that joke to him. Okay, and that was pretty funny. He's like, he said, I'll still kick your ass. He probably would. One fucking arm choked me out. Um, he had a little bit of temper back. He never with me, but. He told me a story one time. He knew he, he knew how to fight. He learned how to yeah, he just was a bad motherfucker. He wouldn't want to fuck him. He didn't look for a fight, but if he even remotely smelled one near him, he's like, What? It's like you're gonna bitch out to him or he's gonna knock you out. He was like one of those dudes. That's how he saved your life. Yeah. So um I was working at Chuck E. Cheese, I was general manager, and I was breathing poorly all day. Um, my asthma. I had really bad asthma back before uh, the invention of Advair, which has changed my life. And um, okay. I was, and I, and uh, so I wasn't breathing well all day. And I uh, at work at Chuck E. Cheese, and we, he and I were going to move in together if I liked the apartment. So I was going to meet him after work. I was going to meet him at his apartment, and then we were going to go to the apartment we were going to look at. Um, I lived five minutes from Chuck E. Cheese. I could have went home and got my inhaler to make sure I was okay, but I was like, eh, it's only an hour. I want to get this over with and go home and drink, probably. It was Monday night, so I wanted to watch Raw. Uh, <laughs> maybe not, actually. It wasn't back then. I was a wrestling But I didn't go to my house to grab my inhaler. I go to his house, and I was breathing even worse. And I was pretty allergic to his dog, I guess, or I was allergic to something in his house, or something there. And... Um, Within like ten minutes, I couldn't breathe at all, barely. And wow! Um, and I was like, I can't breathe. I gotta go to the hospital like, right now. And so um, I was like, <laughs> like I can't even explain to you how little I was getting, how little air I was getting in my, my body. Like I'm like convulsing, 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 whatever, convulsing, I guess. And um, he just drove like he was fucking. Elwood Blues trying to get the check to the tax people in Chicago. Wow. He was like blowing red lights, busting U-turns, you know, anything to get me to to Brick Hospital. And uh, he got me, he's like, you know, encouraging me, hang on, hang on, just keep on breathing, keep on breathing, try, fight. And, um, you know, we get to the hospital and he kind of helps me in and they got me up to a breathing machine. I was fine. I was out of the hospital in like 45 minutes to an hour. And, uh, but I almost checked out. 
And I definitely would not have been able to drive myself to the hospital. No way. I was like almost passing out. Wow. And, um, yeah. And he saved my life. And uh, mm. I don't know if I ever paid him or anybody. So. Mm-hmm. No, I never knew that. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, thank God he did it and was able to do it. Time for me to give back to everybody. And what stage is he at? Well, this is the thing. So he's smoking a lot of weed and the tumor's gotten smaller. Now, he's not out of the woods by any stretch, but I visited him today. He was stage four, three or four. I'm not 100% sure, dude. I didn't even... I'm not good at listening about medical shit, man. I just know he, he looked like he was checking out a couple months ago. And today he was like sitting up in a chair, really talkative, um, shooting ideas about this project. And uh, at the very, very least, um, it'll help him deal, you know. And that's honestly enough for me. I don't really care whatever comes out. I don't care about money. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. I don't know how it's going to end either. Whether it beats cancer, or, you know, yeah. Plus, you know, or he doesn't, or he lives with it for a long time, but it's kind of beating it as long as he's living a better life. But, you know. but anyways, yeah, yeah. There's an old saying. Uh, somebody, uh, what was it? Uh, my brother told me this recently about cancer because you know it's about beating it or it beats you. Uh, somebody made the point of saying that it's a draw, it's a tie, at the end. Yeah. So, you know, because it it goes with you. So it's one way to look at it. It's like a bonsai. You know, it's like a, pretty much. Yeah, it is pretty much, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I hate it. I don't never really. Yeah, it's the first time. Like I don't know. It's been weird. Weird. He just I mean, his fucking dog just died. He's and he's lived. I mean, he's. Family's not, I mean, his kids are amazing. Um, but his wife kind of bailed on him, and then she had the dog. The dog got into something in the garbage. The dog had to be, got sick and died. Wow. And it was like his best friend, you know, you, you know how it is, you know what I mean? I I, right. I was just close to knowing how it is. Uh, and I'm going to know how it is sooner than later. I have a 10 year old and an eight year old, so they're not going to last forever, you know? Um, but the thing is, he blames himself to a certain extent because if he wasn't sick, then he would have been home and take care of, make sure the dog didn't get sick and get in the garbage. And, he's, and that's the thought process. And, I, and I'm like, dude, you can't think like that. And he's like, I can't help it. You know, he's, and he's more angry with cancer than he blames himself. He's like pissed off his cancer. Yeah. So he's got a lot of anger. It's up. I mean, it sucks. It sucks what happened to the dog, but he can't live with that sort of guilt that wasn't on him. You know, I don't think it's guilt. I think it's anger toward cancer. I think it's anger toward this whole situation because he had a really, I mean, he had a beautiful wife, two beautiful, three beautiful kids. One's in different relationship. Um, good, plenty of money. Like the guy had everything. You know, and 
know, and we talked about his wife a little bit today, and it's like a part of him doesn't blame him. It's like she just couldn't, you know, one of the reasons why he's so attracted to other to women is because he handles everything. He's one of those people, you know, she's a housewife. Yeah, yeah. All she was, it's all she ever was. Fucking housewife. And all the shit, now I gotta take care of this dude and wipe his balls. He's two he's fucking 300 pounds. I don't know, you know what I mean? She's a tiny girl. So she just mentally, emotionally, and physically couldn't handle the shit. So he had to move out of his house he paid for up in Rochester, New York to come down. But I mean, it's good for him because he's seen a lot of friends that really care about him. His mom cares about him. He's, he's close to his sister. You know what I mean? So it's Jersey's a better place for him to be right now. Than himself, so. And I, I can visit him now too more often. You know, I was not going to Rochester. Does he have a, he have a medical, medical marijuana card or no? He does. Well, he has one for New York because he's still a resident of New York. So, but he has, I got him shit plenty of times and I, uh, and he has a couple of friends in New Jersey that get him shit. I was like, do you need any? He doesn't even need me. I was like, do you need any today? And he said, no, nah, I got some. So, and he said it helps him so much more. And he's like, I'm a pothead now too. I love it. He's like, you talk about marijuana. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to have him on the show because we're going to do it on my other show because, um, we talk a lot about marijuana and marijuana can kind of tie into his story because it has helped him a lot. Right. So there's a lot of good things. It's, it's weird. We're trying to be comedic sometimes and all that, but I want to make a difference too and tell stories that might be emotional, you know what I mean? But we'll also have comedy. So, yeah. And a podcast. So no, I mean, that's a relatable story and uh, you know, I hope he gets better, man. So it's nice that you're doing this for him. Yeah, it's a, it's it's um, he's a pushy fuck though, man. Holy shit, Italian. <laughs> but he's a good dude. He's a again, he's he's a brother, man. He's a good dude. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but anyway, yeah, man, I, I I am loving where we're at. I, I uh, going back to your said, there's great ideas on the table. We'll we'll have plenty of time to make all of them happen, man. Same thing with AEW. There's a lot of shit for them to do. Plenty of stuff for us to do, and we're going to get better and figure it out. We're already better than most right. people on the internet. Right now. That's a lot, and I know that for a fact. Yeah, this fucking dude with twenty thousand, dude with twenty thousand views, has a screen on it like this. So he screened it with his iPhone, but it's like this. So if you look on a computer, you have like half the screen is out. Hey guys, this is what, and it's just like, dude, you know, it's kind of right, right. Twenty thousand views. Like, how the fuck is this getting twenty thousand views? And uh, I gotta figure out a, be- I gotta figure out a better way to get subscribers on YouTube. Um, I gotta be more consistent with things, but even still, I don't know. I don't know how we get more subscribers. Like we got a bunch right away. We got, you know, went up right away, but we've been kind of struggling. We lost some two subscribers. Like maybe it was one of the people I went off on. Eh, oh well, but one of your subscribers isn't a big deal. I think. We keep going, and eventually something's going to catch its viral. Whether it be yeah. a Macho Man impersonation or a Dusty impersonation or the song, you know, whatever it may be, a, a, a take you make. Like the Pillars was a really good one. It was a real popular one. You know, they had like whatever. Yeah. You know, like shit like that. Or they're going to get that from us too. So it's yeah. really part of our brand. Uh, yeah, I was trying to think of something there. Before you said something about the pillars, what was what were we talking about? 
people about the brand um them getting oh that we're gonna be doing comedy but we'll also have real serious things we'll be doing the comedy and this i I remembered it is uh is there any way to advertise for like youtube yeah i gotta figure that out there are um i gotta dig deeper i'm not sure yet Okay. And you know what? It's a simple one though, but I didn't do it myself. I didn't, I don't know sure if you did it, but like maybe putting the YouTube, the YouTube link on the Facebook page. Do you have like, I don't know if that's on there. I haven't looked, I haven't done it. I thought I did. I can double check. If you did. Yeah. If you did, if you did great, you know, you're definitely more than one step ahead of me. I might've just done it. I may have just done it on, on our, on the Twitter page though. Yeah, because at least on the Facebook page, you have a thousand sets of eyes theoretically there. Yeah, I share it every day too. I've been sharing them lately anyway. Um, message. Oh, there it is. There you go, kid. It's there. Oh, is it? Oh, no, 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 no. Our Spotify is on there. I guess you can only put one. Uh, unless we do another one. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I think I might have tried and it didn't let me. Yeah, you got you going to do well. You know what? We'll just do we'll do that one instead of Spotify. Because chances are you're going to listen to something, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, so the YouTube channel's on there now. Awesome, awesome. Okay. All right, man. It's very important. The hashtags are really, anytime we post them on Facebook, hashtags are really important to Twitter. Um, it's easy to get lazy, and I'm saying this from experience, not from you. Uh, it's easy to get lazy and not put your hashtags on them. you got to do. You know, that's something i got to get really good gotcha. at. Because so what I do is I'll, t- I'll, I'll tweet something and I forget. And it's like, I wrote this really awesome long tweet, so then I just retweet it with the hashtag. It's pretty easy. Right. Very smart. 600 and, wait a minute, let me see if it's gone up. <laughs> 652 still. It hasn't gone up. Slacking. Oh, people love me. No, but it's just, it's just interesting. Things are starting to pop. I'm, I'm slowly but surely we're getting. I, I'm telling you, everything's going to be beautiful. So I tell my wife that too. You guys will slowly but surely. You guys will start really buying in on this. Everything will be popping. You're already in. You're in. You're in. Dana's like initially was like I don't know. Now she's like all right, whatever. But crypto better start kicking ass again. I made a lot of money a couple weeks ago, but. I think that gave me a, a little bit of break, but she's she's still probably like, yeah. But I think that um, my net worth was a lot more than hers, so she'd suck it. It's not what you make; it's what you say. I, tell, I go to her; she's like making you know good good amount of money, and she's just like I'm busting my ass making all this money I'm like you know what it's not what you make it's what you say it just went right there initially I felt like terrible about everything but I don't know 
I've set us up, but we're in pretty good shape at our house. And, you know, you know, well, once I have a job, which will happen sooner or later, we'll be putting money away for you. Because we don't, we don't do anything reckless anymore. You know what I mean? That's, like, yeah, that's good. The, 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 and the, the, you know, bi-weekly nights after the bar where I'm dropping 100 to $200 isn't happening. Um, you know, the drink nights out, like the, the dinners, we don't go out to dinner anymore. We, I bought booze. Um, concerts, we don't go to concerts. That's the big thing. You know how much money I spent on concerts? Yeah. Not exactly. Uh, yeah, you know what I meant, though. Any fucking time, any, yeah. Every time you're talking to me, yeah, go to a concert next week. It's what I did. Yeah. That was my career. That's what I put my passion into. Fucking. How many years worth? I mean, I've seen well over a thousand concerts. So whatever that's wow. worth. I mean, yeah, easily. I mean, I got three bands is like 500. Not 400. So, you know, it's like. It's a lot of cash, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you, yeah, it's, it's incredible. And then there's another couple other bands like Billy Joel, like 15. Fish is like 20. Um, you know, there's a lot of bands are like 15, 20, 30, you know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it's kind of cool, but I don't spend that money anymore. So the only thing I spend money on is weed now. Oh, and championship belts. Don't tell her. Oh, you figured it out, huh? You figured out what I got? Yeah, I figured it out. It's labeled. Oh, wow. High spots and cheap pops. Pick them champ. Champion. Holy shit. That's like a real deal deal. Oh, yeah. It's only three pounds out. It's going to probably feel like shit compared to this one. <laughs> this one's a good seven pounds right here. But yeah, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to disrespect. I, I appreciate everything you said. I do apologize for my uh, my aloof, whatever. It wasn't toward you. It was just because That's all right. I'm stoned and I like, and I fucking saw it. It, it was, it was kind of it was unconscious, but I didn't want you. I didn't want to go to sleep. I didn't want you to go to sleep, man. So I'm glad we talked about it. No, it's all good. It's all good. And uh, man, I'm testy too. I'm dealing with a lot of shit too. So I know you already. That's why. Like that's why I'm saying. Like instead of worrying about watching fucking seven hours of wrestling every week, just watch what you can. But really get dude. Like today's podcast was great, dude. Plenty for a fucking podcast. More so than that. We got off the rails a couple times, but well, I did. You didn't really come up. Too much to edit. Too much to edit, man. That's where I got worried. I don't think it was that bad in terms of editing because the uh, the, the the Russo stuff is. I mean, I might take it out and put it somewhere else. Somewhere else, right, right. Yeah, like the Russo thing, I might not include in the show because that really that was like five minutes of Russo. Probably not necessary yeah. for that chat episode, but it could be an outtake that I make a video of. Right. Right. So I can edit that whole thing. So don't worry, we're, we're going to get several videos out of it. Dude, this is what I'm talking about. So we get together once a week. I get three or four videos up. It's good for three days, three or four days. If something major happens, like Moxley or the releases today, if we couldn't get together, I, we got to say something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's what that's what's up. So it's all good. This is all stuff. I'm like I said before. I'm going to school for. So I'm learning. Like I'm learning public relations right now, and. Uh, 
the fuck's the other one? I got an A in it, my first paper. That's good. I forget the name of whatever it is, but um, it's two like legitimate things that I'm learning, you know, it's whatever. But all right, brother. Well, it was a great show. I really enjoyed it. But I'm, I'm with yeah, you, man. Let's yeah. start. And like I said before, we, I also have some friends that I talked to that, that would be willing to do skits, like sketches. So, and I even talked to them, would you be, pro, would you be down to do pro wrestling skits? Like, we don't have to wrestle. Like, no, no, no. You'd just be like acting like a professional wrestler. Like, and it wouldn't be in gear even. It might be, you know what I mean? And they were totally cool with it. So, um, you know, just building something, man. Just keep on building. Just keep going. We're going to, it's going to all come to, it's all going to come to fruition. No doubt. All right. I promise. Well, you have a good night, man. I promise. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch a few more episodes of being the elite. Enjoy, man. You have a good night. Be good, buddy. See you later. Thanks. Peace.